Welcome to the Luge Rugby Podcast with your hosts, Derek Brissett and Dan Murphy. Hello, everyone, and welcome to what might be the saddest episode of the Luge Rugby Podcast. My name is Dan Murphy, and with me always is Derek Brissett. Derek, First of all, how are you doing and how are you handling all of this this news? How are you handling the isolation? Um, man, I it's uh, you know, it's obviously a uh, very bizarre and unique situation that uh like we've never had to really deal with before and you know, it's uh it's it's there's just a lot of sports being canceled. Obviously, Major League Rugby is now done for the season. Um, so it's you know, I think yeah. I think at the end of the day, obviously, it is a hundred percent the right decision given the circumstances surrounding COVID nineteen and you know all the the health risks that come with it that we've we're starting to really see the full extent of in certain parts of the world. And obviously, we have to do everything we can to limit that. So, you know, playing a rugby game is just really low on the uh, the priority levels at the moment, and especially when you consider just you know you have to keep those players safe, you have to keep their families safe, and just the general public, you can't have people attending, you know, rugby games with, you know, three, four thousand people at it. Um, so I think obviously the decision from George Killebrew and uh, the rest of, you know, the MLR ownership um, and like all of the team owners, the leadership core of that organization, it's obviously the right call. It's just, you know, there's there's that kind of that sad part that kind of sinks in that it's just, you know, there's there's no rugby for the rest of the, there there's no rugby in North America for the rest of the year. Um, we got to wait till 2021 to um, see more MLR action, um, and then you know after MLR kind of closed out their season, um, from a rugby fans perspective, you know you got to we've been kind of witnessing little all the other competitions around the world have been kind of slowly shutting down too. So, um, but you know that's been on par with uh, been on par with what every every sport in the world has been doing right now, and it's just. You know, it's such a, you know, it's one of those things where it's just, it, it's such, just a, such a bizarre situation with how fast the COVID-19 situation escalated um, from going from like, you know, I feel like we went from talking about a couple, you know, maybe like, a, like if it only feels like two weeks ago, we were maybe talking about maybe some teams might have to play games in front of no fans to essentially there's no league anywhere in the world that is playing games right now and you know just to give a little bit of a timeline i mean it really started uh when austin uh the city of austin announced that uh you could not hold an event with more than 2500 people and now we've gotten to a point here in ontario canada where you cannot hold an event with more than 50 people you know uh uh, religious celebrations sporting events uh city hall meetings you know they've all been kind of canceled so I agree with you, Derek. This has been the right call, but it's you know, let's let's get started, but and let's talk about this impact that's going to have on uh, rugby in the Americas because, uh, you know, yeah. the the America Rugby Championship is in August, and that's really the next yeah, uh, test window for the U.S. for the Canada the... for Uruguay and uh, uh, and to uh, lesser extent Argentina and uh, Chile and Brazil, yeah. and um, really MLR has been. With this new setup, the idea was this was a way to keep national team players fit and develop and grow. And 
we have now put a pause on that. And how is this going to affect these teams? It doesn't even make sense to run the America's Rugby Championships with all these teams coming in cold. Are we even going to be able to is really another question. I think, I think that's part of what makes the whole thing surrounding this is like, honestly, like does, does anybody actually know the answer to this question? Like if we're actually going <laughs> to play, man, like, wait, I, I think, I think there's a lot, like there's a lot of sport leagues around the world, whether like, I believe, you know, the, um, the under 20 ARC just got canceled. Um, so we're not doing that. Um, will, will, you know, will this pass enough to be able to get the ARC off the ground? Um, I mean, who knows? Um, it's, yeah, like it's, I think you're kind of sitting at like, honestly, like, I don't know, like for even forgetting about rugby for a second. Like, I don't, I honestly like looking at this, it seems like the situation entirely is just getting worse and worse as time goes on. Would you agree with that? Oh, it is. And like across the board, I mean, uh, I, I, uh, I work, you know, my, my full-time job is in the education field and I'm I had this sinking feeling that I might not be going back to work. You know, they, in Ontario, they mm-hmm. gave, uh, they gave uh, this, they shut the schools down for two weeks, hoping that that would give uh, the students that, and families that go away on trips and the staff that go away on trips mm-hmm. on March break, the two week quarantine time. Yeah. And it doesn't sound like it's going to get well, any better. And it's like, and I, in all honesty too, like, <clears throat> like looking at some of the developments we have, you know, throughout the sporting world too, it's like now we have the Ottawa Senators players are testing positive for COVID nineteen. Um, multiple NBA teams have had players test positive, and you know, I think like kind of looking at that, like you can just kind of look at that and stuff, and it's like those teams contend for championships. You know, their playoff the playoffs like should be starting in like a couple of weeks normally. Yeah, contending those the playoffs, the April May June playoffs for those uh, two leagues. And it's in, in all honesty, like looking at this, like the obviously the CDC imposing that eight week ban, um, that takes you really deep into that's two months. Eight weeks is two months, man. Like that's already into May. Um, and I think the more like players that keep testing positive, the more players that we find out are, you know, have, have COVID 19 or have the symptoms and things like that. It's just, I don't think we're going to see a Stanley cup champion in 2020. I don't think we're going to see an NBA champion. The, there's no way major league baseball is playing anywhere near 162 games. No. Um, and, and I think, you know, I think just a lot of sports are going to get cut. Like, I mean, even like, that's the one thing It's like, we're talking like, it's, it's weird. It's kind of weird. Like seeing this happen in sound of like, you get like some of like, obviously essential services are still running, but you kind of get like culture is like shutting down though. Right, like we can't. Um, oh yeah. Right, it's like, dude, like Mar, uh, like Black Widow's release date is getting pushed back. The new James Bond movie's release date is getting pushed back. Um, a bunch of other movies aren't being. I think Mulan's not being released anymore because nobody can go to a theater to see it. And you know, and it's just, and I think you know, you take all that into consideration, and like to loop this back around to what our podcast actually talks about and stuff, and it's like, man, I, I don't see how how you can play the like the ARC right now isn't um correct me if i'm wrong maybe i'll pull it up on google isn't argentina like locked down right now that's a good question I, i'm not sure so let, let me propose uh, something i'm going to i'm going to i'm going to google it you talk while while, yeah, while you're, argentina you're has, that. Uh, is under lockdown right now if you just google argentina that's what comes up 
So let so, me let me propose this to you, Derek. Then, yeah, okay. I think, and and let me th- let me see if you agree with me. Why doesn't World Rugby then postpone the America's Rugby Championships fall for the fall Test window? Now, in terms of Canada, that means you're losing your uh, that Halloween weekend, but you can make that your ARC matchup with the U.S. So you still keep yeah. that running, and and then run your your ARC during the during the, the you know the uh, the fall test window, and then then run MLR the next next fe- start in February, give or, or start in March, give them you know another push back another month so they have a little bit more of a rest time than they did you know this year i think that honestly is the best so, option so, right now so, sorry so say that again you want so to, so we run the arc you want during to push the, the arc the arc the november test window i i think that's window, i think that's the best option i mean again then, we don't know how long this could go and then and yeah. then push uh mlr into march i know that's kind of a risk with with Houston that, and that Austin could, that may and San Diego with again. the heat. That may conflict again with uh, putting the ARC back in the normal test window, though. So maybe they maybe then they have to have a shorter season then. Do, uh, maybe you just maybe you just outright cancel it. Play the uh, I think I think the play might be you just outright cancel the ARC. Um, if this is solved by the time you can get that fall test window in, you play those test matches as scheduled. And then just get back to normal. Okay, um, I think that would be. And then just point. And then have like I think I think there's a lot of events that are getting canceled right now for you know across as I said like across just every type of you know culture or business. There's a lot of business conferences, things like that getting canceled too. Obviously, cultural events like sporting things, concerts, movies, um, those are all gone. Um, festivals. Um, you know, most major cities, the summer is coming up, man. I'm sure, like, you know, it hasn't, I guess festivals haven't really, necess- like, certain festivals haven't really come up. But I'm sure as we get closer to the summer months, um, especially, you know, living in a big city like Toronto, we're going to start to see all the festivals that are kind of going to get mowed down because you can't, we still can't yeah. get together in massive groups of people. Um, So I think, I think, I think we're kind of, because I saw, um, did you see what the NHLPA suggested doing? Um, uh, no, I did not. Or, okay, so the I guess the NHLPA um, put forward a suggestion that was like I, I um okay I don't have it in front of me, so I'm I'm just gonna I'm gonna try to remember what it was off the top of my head here. I'm sure I'll get yelled at if I'm wrong on it, but it was basically the season kind of ends now. And then it was like, do training camp in August. Do like the last, do start the playoffs in September, award the cup in October, and then start 2020, 2021 in like November or something super weird like that. Yeah. Uh, I like, I see that. Yeah. See but it. it's like, I feel like and that's what we you could just said. maybe, yeah, you could just maybe keep it on track though and be like no stanley cup um just because of covid19 and then just maybe get the next season off normally or whatever like I don't, yeah because that's the other thing too it's like i don't know like if you were like a non-playoff team like if you're like the detroit red wings how weird would that be we're gonna do training camp in 
like August, August, and then you're not, not going to play game for three months, and yeah. then or two or three months, whatever it is. And then, yeah, like that would be another weird thing too. Yeah, I think I think I think kind of right now we're just kind of seeing like, um, you know, I think right now, and I think we also kind of saw a little bit with what MLR did, where it's just people are just kind of. You know, taking in the information they have at the moment, trying to assess the decisions, but we keep seeing that this situation keeps escalating and getting worse. So the new information forces a new decision, right? Like Major League Rugby, for example, um, they wanted they they postponed the season for thirty days, and then six days later made the decision to cancel the season. Right? Like, yeah. Like, that's how much it changed in just a six day window. Um. Right. So like and, and I still think I think they made the right decision to it, but it was just like just the fact that they postponed games. Um and you know, I believe they've had a full intention of you know getting back to playing rugby after those 30 days and finishing out the season. But it was just like it it changed so much in that six day window that you know the decision to cancel the entire season looks like you know, looks like a great call just for the safety the safety of everybody involved with major league rugby, including the fan base. Um, and it's right. And it was something that was just like, yeah, maybe we have to postpone a couple of games. Maybe Seattle has to play in front of no fans. And then just within six days, it was the season is done, man. Cause we can't play. So it's, it's, I think it's just an ever evolving situation. And I think I, I, I don't know. I feel like, like no sport league, in the world would really concretely know what their plan is or what they're going to do. And I think that's just going to be the reality of the situation is we can, yeah, we can guess, you know, it's a little different than, you know, how, who's going to be put into, you know, Canada's, you know, fullback position. You know, we, we do have yeah. options here. The options are very unknown at this point. Yeah. Um, exactly. Cause we, we have no, we like genuinely have no idea when like, I, I don't think we have any idea right now, like when we can get back to like normal life. No, Derek, pro rugby is 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 very young in the Americas. I mean, mm-hmm. MLR was in its third season. We'll call it. They've had two point, you know, one four, you know, two and a quarter seasons. Uh, two and, two and, and a quarter is two point is uh point two two point two five. Sorry, two point two five. Uh, oh. and then and then Slar. That uh, didn't even get you know two. Got a, a game in, yeah. Got got two weeks. I think two two rounds maybe. Oh, two, two games. Two in? games. Two game rounds in. Okay. Um, you know this this has kind of put a little bit of stall into yeah. pro rugby in the Americas, and you know, Major League mm-hmm. Rugby has a little bit of momentum in terms of the attendance. Other than in uh, Texas, was looking pretty good, especially with the newer teams. Um, but what what effect? Will something like this, where both leagues, for the right reasons, have uh, canceled uh, their seasons? You know, this is going to yeah. have a profound effect, either financially or just like Absolutely. we talk a lot about momentum. Like momentum of a sport yeah. doing well is going to change things. Like the XFL uh, canceled their season, and they had they were yeah. doing pretty good in terms of attendance and and ratings. But you know, yeah, yeah. They, they, they had what's a, gonna happen to them I'm a, with I'm not a big football guy, but like everybody that I know that like that I was speaking to that watched it, um, seemed like they were pretty happy with uh, the product that was put on the pitch for them. So 
um i mean yeah that's uh that's obviously a bit of a knock to them too because they're literally a brand new so and considering um, the last time they tried this it only lasted a season you know it's concerning yeah. but you know let's let's stick to rugby um how is this going to really like is it i feel like this is gonna put more pressure on slar with more teams coming in there compared to mlr yeah. but is this something Oops, that we can got, major league rugby's got two expansion teams coming next year too right and it's that's true yeah but i mean it would have been the same problem as in like if mm-hmm. this situation happened in the first year of mlr yeah where it got I mean, postponed and then we knew already that toronto and, and new york was coming in it would have been a tough situation to been in to kind of justify yeah. ending the, the the season yeah like i think i think if you really like look at mlr um right now though obviously there's there's a lot of things that it's just kind of like i mean again they canceled it for the right reasons like we're not disputing that at all um but it's just you know that doesn't mean it that doesn't necessarily make it like less of a bummer that it is canceled it's just like you know that's just a negative situation all around um just globally um across all aspects of life i think with like I think the thing is, it's like when you kind of look at the the third season of MLR, there's a lot of reason to be like excited about it, right? Um, and excited about the potential growth. Like we had like, you know, genuine, genuine global rugby superstars in the league, guys like Mananu, Matthew Bastero, um, uh, Tende Matawaria. Um, and, you know, and there was, you know, even like Renee Ranger, uh, Digby Ione, who never even got the chance to play a game for Colorado. I guess he still had his visa issues and everything, too. Um, and you had you had all those players come in, and now you know, like who knows if they'll end up coming back. I think what did the Beast played what three games? I think Nanu uh, Bastro played five. Nanu played four. Um, it's you know, so it's like like hopefully those guys come back. Hopefully they have interest in signing contracts and coming back. Um, but it was just like, you know, it just seems like their, their MLR, you know, sort of the MLR stage of their career seems like it might've just been cut sh- significantly short. Um, and this, this season which, was a season where MLR could have really rolled the wave of those, te- those players, right? Yeah, like, exactly. Get some to be pop, able to yeah, say, some... come see Bastero, you know, play or come see, uh, Nanu. Like, you know, we, we talked about this when, come when Mata Nanu was, was first signed. See... Yeah, exactly. Come see literally the best loose head prop in the world. Yeah. And actually, you can actually write that sentence and well, with old like old glory DC can genuinely market that they have the best player in the world at a position. And yeah. like I think even like looking around the world to like other leagues, there's very few people that like may dispute that. Right? Like who's a better loose head prop than the beast right now? I think like, the World Cup kind of showed that no one is. And you know, in 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 their their quote unquote season ending remarks, the arrows yeah. and and some of their their senior management made the point of, you know, <clears throat> to a certain extent, this is a cost saving measure. You know, instead of trying yeah. to shuffle around games and you know change bookings and try to fu- change venue <laughs> uh, dates and stuff like that, you are saving a bit of money. So I think in a league that's a little bit more established, this this is a little bit of a gain, uh, saving a little bit of money. And you know, down in South America, oh, yeah. you're not traveling as far, so the the travel costs aren't as high. But like, I, I I still feel like that this will have a financial impact 
in terms of the growth of MLR. And I, like I like I said earlier, with without uh, you know being able to ride some of those guys, like we already know Bastereau's gone. Like we 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 already yeah. know that he's got contract in France, which is which which yeah, which again is like that's part of the disappointing thing, right? Is a guy like that he got five games in, and now and yeah, and you know it's he's he's done, and he's like yeah. So it's see you later. Thanks, Rooney, yeah. for for the five I think, games. I think I think though sticking with the arrows too, like um, if you want to talk about having like an impact on the growth of rugby, um, within Canada specifically, we are were like, what was the home opener against Utah it was supposed to be April fourth? Do we were like we're right now we were two I guess three weeks away when they actually canceled it, um, three weeks away from getting Major League Rugby on national TV in Canada. Because TSN, yeah. like, like the Arrows home games are going to be on like TSN proper, um, TSN two, the actual like a nationally broadcast channel in uh, TSN two, right? And it's so we we were we were like we're just you know just a couple couple more weeks away from getting um, the Toronto Arrows and Major League Rugby on like the biggest sports channel in like in our country in the actual TV network. Not just you know, not just the streaming service, which obviously the streaming service is great to have it on TSN and stuff, but just like that extra exposure by it being on like actual television um, would have been amazing. And I, um, I have no idea what that contract between the Arrows and TSN looked like. Hopefully, I know I know Bill Webb, and Mark Winokur put in a ton of work to make that happen. And you know, hopefully, hopefully it'll be able to come to fruition again next year, and we get the arrows back on TSN, um, and are able to, you know, we're able to go into 2021 um, with with getting that same level of exposure that, um, you know, unfortunately due to COVID 19, it just you know it cut the season short, so we didn't necessarily get to see what um yeah what what Major League Rugby on and on the biggest channel, the biggest sports network in Canada would have looked like so. Um, you know, it's just, uh, it's just one of those things that's also, you know, when you kind of look at it is, you know, it's, it's something that it's like, it'll be a, it'll be a big if kind of, um, when we're kind of like looking back on, uh, what could have possibly happened in season three of major league rugby, you know? And, and, you know, you're going to hear this a lot. Time will tell on how the impact has on, on the development of of the sport. I think anything, anything that we talk about right now is just complete speculation. It's to and, you know I think with I think with impact on on every on every sport that uh, this this uh, this disease has so and I think you know MLRs in in good shape I think that the 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 owners and the league have done a good yeah, job of being like, transparent with their plans I mean I'm not very keyed into the to the inner workings of how Slar uh, works so we'll see hopefully yeah. hopefully they can uh, survive the wave I mean they they ended their season before MLR announced their uh, uh, cancellation. So yeah. then maybe they, they do have confidence that this can continue. Um, yeah. but, you know, well, we're in a, we're, I agree with what you were saying, though, because I think it was the, like, um, in Neil Davidson's article in the Globe and Mail, um, he did mention, a, so Mark Winokur in that article is quoted by saying, um, by the call by the commissioner was look, we could roll the dice and lose, or we could use this as an opportunity to retrench 
uh, build on what we've done in the first two years, go into 2021 with a healthy cash flow position and go from there and build on it. Um, so I think there was a lot of just, um, you know, a couple of the, uh, the other things that, that Winokur mentions that were factors were just, you know, um, the facility availability, con, I guess the legal length of the contracts, visas, and obviously the potential for players to be have international commitments in July, as we discussed earlier, who knows what that's going to be. So um, it seems like um, there was a lot of thought on the business side of Major League Rugby that went into the decision to cancel the rest of the season. And then, you know, hopefully by doing this, they like there's the cash reserve or, you know, whatever it may be that they have that'll 2021 to, you know, go off smoothly um, and continue to grow Major League Rugby. You know, we got one more thing that we're going to talk about about Major League Rugby before we kind of move on to. Uh, really, this is a COVID-19 podcast that happens to involve some rugby, but, uh, you know, the last thing that... That's, uh, that's what everything is right now, though. Oh, you look at the everything, news and, man, and everything's COVID-19. And that's... It, it's, you know what it is, though? It's because there's no sports which and there's no movies or entertainment literally and everything is shut down so there's nothing in the world happening other than COVID-19 everything in Derek's life is just cancelled and he's just fired up about it yeah yeah exactly all I do all I do is watch that's all so once that was gone (laughs) I was like ah like what what else what else is there in this world well there is virtual league rugby with MLR they uh, over the weekend started Mm -hmm. their uh Rugby 20, uh, Twitch streaming extravaganza. And uh, I did watch, we, we both watched a little bit over the weekend. We both watched mm-hmm. the miracle game of uh, the Arrows playing as Canada defeat uh, uh, Wales, uh, which I believe was the Free Jacks. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong. That was wrong. the Free Jacks, yeah. Kyle, Sierra. Um, you know, I honestly, I, I, I enjoyed it. I think it was fun. I, I've I'm yeah. not the, I, I've watched Let's Plays before, so it's not. Uh, I I kind of the only thing I kind of wish is you know I love Dan Power and Pete Seinberg, they're great uh, commentators, but I think that just adding another you know another commentator to it, it's just a little bit uh, strange. And and there was Mike. there was an obvious audio delay with with the Arrows game, and yeah. I think that. It just would have been more fun just to have the 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 rugby players just banter with each other. Yeah, mic up the players, Mike. Yeah, mic up the players, and, I thought, and like, go on, go on. Well, I think that like if you're gonna have like the the the, the commentators there, don't talk about the game that they're actually playing. Don't like actually try to do commentary. Like, talk about their their. Player, the guys like the Interview arrows, the parents. Players. Yeah, t- yeah, ask them Interview questions. The like they're not paying that much attention. Ask them questions about you know how yeah. are they doing during the isolation. J- Jamie McKenzie was playing second row with game with the uh, Canada. So yeah, like I feel there could have been, and again, growing pains. No one's Pete Seiberg and Dan Power are not Twitch streamer commentators for you know esports you know that's not their thing they're rugby <laughs> commentators so they've already kind of talked about how the, there's things that they want to do and how they're working on making things better so i'm very happy with that i All think right. it's fun i i know some people I are thought... ca- kind of a little pissy about it because they can't watch rugby but 
listen, guys. I thought, I thought it was fun, like ultimately, and I thought like there's there's a couple of the other things too, like the uh, Ben Lesage and Jamie McKenzie wearing their full kit on the couch. Yeah, <laughs> was amazing. Um, I think the uh, the Gilgronies rocking like like that full like I guess they built a set for it. Yeah, like with the wall it's with just the awesome. AG. And they had the uh, the Texas Cup, um, you know, like just because, yeah, the the Gilgronis uh, were like one of the the last teams to win a game right now. Um, it's like how can you not like everything the Gilgronis have been doing lately? It's like how can you not love them? Like they're just dude, yeah, that wall looks sweet, man. That so nice. Like, um, yeah, and it was like I think so. I think like there's there's definitely like fun elements from it. Um, the Toronto Arrows too. They filmed that post game interview with Jamie McKenzie. Um, <laughs> that was just absolutely amazing. Um, all like what was he like when he was like talking about like he has to go to an uh, the ice bath after the, yeah, ice ice the hands. He's got yeah, ice his hands. The recovery and stuff that was outstanding. Um, I heard like other guy, uh, some of the other uh, guys on other teams too, talking about having to go watch film after, um, you know, to kind of like try to figure out what everybody's doing and stuff. And um, I think, I think like the, those. See, that's like I think those are the elements that will make the, uh, that can make MLR virtual like really entertaining and stuff. Is it's just like the players that are doing it let their personalities shine, man. Like it's let like you know let them them talk let the have the team like the team's media do like like what the arrows did man make like a make like a completely 100 percent serious interview um with all like the classic interview cliches and stuff mixed in to it um i believe uh i believe you were the one that yeah that tweeted or whatever you should, they should have put mckenzie on like an on an exercise bike to do it um just i like, want i want the arrows just to do like typical like hockey cliches it's just like oh man yeah. you know we needed to get that ball deep you know <laughs> yeah get, get balls deep yeah like, yeah like just like like typical all like four, all four lines banging and... yeah it's like we need to have our, our forward pack banging like you know we gotta <laughs> get that that get that ball out you know, yeah, you know aggressive keep... aggressive aggressive like that's that's what i want to see out of the uh the arrows you know, come next scrum go, go hard to the posts and uh yeah you know, go hard, stay, go hard to the to the to the twenty two. Yes, stay out of the sin bin. Um, oh man, we could. Yeah, we could. Man, we could just there we go. Get I'm up. sending we, all these ideas, Brock. I know you're gonna listen yeah. to this. Write down these notes because they're all gold, and they will make. Maybe, maybe that's what we need. The the MLR letter over. <laughs> we need we all need. the media media uh, reps from all the teams to be listening to this because we've got great ideas. Yeah, yeah, exactly. We should just. Uh, a lot. But yeah, all in all, it was it's it's a. That fun... was a great interview from Mackenzie, though. Shout out to yeah. him. Awesome. And also shout out to him for the uh, the comeback. Ben Ben Lesage gave him no help, no help in that first half. Um, you know, so I think uh, you know, I think um, Winnaker and Silverthorne they got some uh, they got some uh things they got to debate there uh, for the, you know, what the lineup looks like going into the next match, and um, we'll see maybe throw a forward in there. there. I think the forwards yeah. need some <laughs> little bit of love. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, and yeah, and you know what? Like, at the end of the day, it's a fun event. You know, it's showing a little it's... bit of camaraderie, doing a little bit of fundraising for for some charity yeah. work, and that's really all you can ask. I mean, it's, it's other sports idea, are doing yeah. it. Yeah, um, Formula I, One's doing it, or NASCAR or something like that. NASCAR's doing it. 
I know yeah. a bunch of uh, curlers, their season was canceled, and, and so they're doing like a poker tournament fundraiser. And, you know, I was going to say, you're not about to tell me they can like, actually. EA Sports, like Curling 20, that'd be amazing. No, they got, they, they, they are doing like, there's like this like weird like Steam curling simulator game, and I know a bunch of pro curlers are Is like, there? they've got a big tournament that they're doing. Yeah. I've, I've never so played it before. Amazing. Yeah, you curl so, though, don't you? Like, you should try it out. I, oh yeah, yeah. My try season got canceled, and yeah, you yeah, should try it. Out. It's just, I should. I, I just bought myself, and see, that's the thing. It's like watching this, uh, this, this stream thing over the weekend on Twitch is, it's made me want to buy rugby twenty, and then I realize all I have is a switch, and mm-hmm. it breaks my heart that it's not on there. Nor I, I tweeted at them like, hey, you guys should. Ported over to the, yeah, it's, the it's, Switch. What is and they, it? X- Xbox. They said PS- nothing. Xbox, PlayStation, and uh, PC. Like PC, right? Yeah. Yeah, we've got a, a Mac desktop, so that's not. Oh. No, that's not happening. That's even. That's even. That's even worse. Oh, we have more. Yo, yeah, do you want to? Uh, I was gonna say, do you want to? Do you want to jump into this uh, the Olympic thing since we got more uh, more countries are uh, can out here? Yeah. So we're gonna know, go. I don't know if you just want to jump in. I'm just seeing a. Uh, so obviously we had Canada. Um, just before we started recording, Canada, the Canadian Olympic Committee, um, uh, the Canadian Olympic Committee announced that they're not going to send their athletes to it um, to the uh, the Tokyo 2020 Olympics. Obviously, that means the men's and women's sevens teams will not be competing. Um, and it looks like, as of now, Australia has just announced that they will also not be going unless there is a they're saying a twelve-month postponement of the games. So that's that's uh, something that we'll we'll talk about right now, and and it is big news. So uh, we'll talk officially about yeah. what we know for sure. Um, uh, uh, Canada's Olympic Committee has announced that they will not be sending their uh, athletes to the twenty twenty Olympics, and they are calling for a one-year postponement of the Olympic Games. So that means that. Uh, Canada's men and women's sevens teams will not be going to uh, Tokyo, and it is a uh, it is a tough decision. Obviously, you know, you know it's a little different than than a league canceling. I mean, these uh, men and women have been. That's the one thing, man. Like, um, at the end of the day, here, like, the Olympics is like the biggest event on the planet. Yeah. You know, these like, these men not, and women not have even been... sports, just like the flat out biggest event. They've been the they've been training for this for four years, you know. The, you know, the the women did so well and got the bronze in 2016, and then immediately said, "All right, let's get back to work." You know, it, that's that's a tough, tough pill to swallow mm-hmm. for some of these men and women. Now, I mean, again, things in in the sporting world are changing every day. So, the IOC. We might get a, another notification saying the IOC is going to postpone the Olympics, which would probably be the best decision. And it's yeah. something that my wife uh, and I were actually talking about this before we were recording about. That seems like it's the best decision. I don't know if you agree with me, Derek, but, you know, why run the risk? And I know there's a lot of yeah. red tape you have to go through with uh-huh. trying to make this happen. And, and you know, Japan is definitely going to suffer financially because of this, because... You know, it's hard to set up for an event this big and then it not happen. You have to wait an entire calendar year for it to happen again. 
but really it's the best decision in terms of everyone's health, everyone's well-being. And if they did run the event, there's a strong chance that you can't have anybody there anyways. Like there's talks of them running the Olympics with no one in the stadiums. Yeah. So financially you, you, you lose all that money anyway. So, so it's a kind of a damned if you do damned if you don't situation. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, just, um, you know, as, as this news is kind of coming in, um, Andrew Poe just tweeted absolutely crushed, but the decision needed to be made. And I applaud the CLC for their leadership. Um, and you know, I kind of, I, I kind of think that that, that kind of sums up the, you know, what the situation is, is it's, you know, it's one of those things. It's like, man, seeing all these, these sports get canceled and stuff, you know, it's heartbreaking for the athletes. Um, but it's like, like you can't, you can't put sports above just people's general health, man. Like at the, you know, at the end of the day, like, you know, at the end of the day, like who, who is a rugby? the most important thing in the world as much as you know we we all kind of we all cover it and kind of you know spend a lot of our time um you know just watching rugby being involved in rugby um but like you know it's it's just in in the grand scheme of things right now it just it just sports just doesn't seem like it's all that important at the moment and like i think it's the right decision to to cancel to uh, you know for Canada to not want to go to the Olympics um that I just I don't think that makes it any less devastating for the players um or the athletes um across all the sports that uh, you know have put in all the blood sweat and tears over the years to um you know to work to achieve this goal of compete like like even just to make it to the Olympics isn't a massive achievement in its own regardless of how you actually perform once you get there and you know so it's like i just like i can't imagine how some of these athletes feel just you know, having having that olympic dream just kind of crushed but at the end of the day i feel like you know you like you can't go man it's like you know like like why why just put so many people's lives potentially at risk by going and and Big picture too is a lot of Canadians would travel to to Tokyo uh, for yeah. the Families, for the games, man. and and you know you so family so by fans, everything yeah. family fans so so by not having our athletes that might deter some Canadians from going and it's it's kind of a and what what my question is Derek is and I I wrote it down is you know do you think and we've already kind of seen Australia do it is Canada a big enough country for for other countries to stand up and say you know, no, we, we need to follow suit and say, this isn't safe. You know, we all know that the, the sleeping yeah. giant is the United States. They're, they're the biggest, you know, one of the biggest <laughs> athletic In rugby, they're a sleeping machines. giant. I'm pretty sure in other, in other sports, they're, uh, they're well-known. And, um, I'm saying sleeping giant in terms of they've been quiet, not in terms of, we yeah. know, we well, know what they're thing. capable it's like, of. I think, I think kind of looking at this, like the, the, the IOC has done nothing up until this point. Um, like literally, they've just seemed like they've been shying away from it. Obviously, um, obviously, it's you know they obviously don't want to cancel the Olympics. Um, but like they've just they haven't really shown a whole lot of like leadership coming from their organization as to what they're doing. And I think I think I think I think Canada is man. I think Canada you know stuff Canada stepping up. It's like look man, like they did this about what like 
an hour ago. Yeah. That Canada did this. They did this like an hour ago, man. And you already have Australia also now coming out and saying that they're not going. Um, so, I mean, Canada and Australia combined, like, big countries. And I feel like, I feel like, uh, I feel like we're, you know, a lot of countries will, um, you know, are going to follow suit here. It's just, you know, somebody has to be the first one. And I think, you know, the fact that it's Canada is pretty great. Um, and it's, I feel like, I feel like it's going to be one of those things by the time we wake up tomorrow, it's, um, it's not going to be like Canada won't be the only country that's pulling out here. And I think you made a good point too. Um, talking about how IOC hasn't done anything. And this is, it's, yeah. it's a cascading effect. You know, fans need to know if this is going to happen. Like, you can't, they can't go on a, we'll wait and see. It's like, well, I need to book hotels. I need to buy my tickets. I need to make plans. You know, and the same thing. Dude, with, you can't. That's just from like, a small scale. Even. And then look at like the countries and say, well, I need to let my athletes know to stay fit. You know, I need to let my athletes know these other events to keep them fresh are, are going to happen. You know, like the like Canada's there's, men there's, basketball there's team been a lot of, yet. There's, yeah, there's been a lot of qualification canceled. Like across across many yeah. many disciplines. You know, this um, is this is like like let's right now dude, with dude. let's keep it on a, a rugby's perspective. You know, the men's and women's teams right now are we're in limbo. You know, there's no sevens series, so they're all in self quarantine yep. and and uh, rugby can I can't tell them anything. It's like yeah, we don't know if it's worth having you guys risk hurting yourselves in training. If we don't know if the Olympics are even going to happen, you know, maybe they, they all stay in and I, I'm sure they all went back to uh, BC to, to stay, you know, uh, healthy. Mm-hmm. But is it, would it have even been worth it if they didn't even know if it was going to happen or not? And that's, that's why I think it was so good for Canada to make that stance and say, we are going to f- make you force your hand. You know, either we're there yeah. or, or you're not, and we're going to make other people force their hands as well. And I think it's a pretty brave decision. Man, yeah. Yeah, yeah exactly. It's, I think, yeah, I, I, I mean, looking at this, like, the, the Olympics probably isn't going to happen, man. Like, if not, especially, like, if enough countries pull out. And, like, it's, it's, it's crazy to kind of think that, you know, something like it's honestly, it's crazy to me to kind of think like we're going to looking at like no, no MLR champion this year, no Stanley cup, no NBA, no Olympics. Um, it's, it's crazy. And, uh, yeah, like, I mean, the, like, I think it's, it's just good to know if something's going to, if it's going to happen. And, uh, you know, the, the, you know the the men's and women's seven teams. Obviously, obviously the women's team uh, would be eyeing a medal. Um, the men's team, um, you know, I think they they showed in the last tournament in Vancouver that they're capable of winning a medal um, if they you know if they can put it all together. So um, you know the that third place finish and you know which would be a bronze at the Olympics. So the capability is there, um, even if it's not as we've seen through the season, it's not necessarily consistently there. But you know anything can happen in a one weekend tournament. Yeah, right? one so, tournament. Yeah, 
so it's uh you know any anything could happen it's and um you know that 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 chance is gone now um the women like i said the women's team genuine you know they they would would have had to find a way to finally crack new zealand but but you know genuine gold medal shot um on that team too and it's uh you know if uh you win a gold medal in in, in an olympic sport in canada it can do wonders for uh for a lot of things like funding and um pot general popularity of the sport and oh yeah you know that that's uh it's one of those things right? look how like, rugby sevens has grown since the women won in rio yeah exactly and you know what i mean and also like you know hey they put a both both men and women put in a solid pan am performance back in 2015 as yep, well i was there i i saw and, yeah exactly and it's like you know they it's and again like that, that as well too right like the Olympics, so it's the biggest sport in the world. So that would have been more rugby on national TV, um, following the arrows being on TSN, right? So that would have just been more national exposure for the game and stuff, which we we no longer get to see because there's the events not happening. Let's uh, we're gonna end our night on uh, on rugby league for a change oh. and uh. <laughs> different very levels of frustration with rugby league and uh we'll start with with the rfl and and the league that the super league which our toronto wolfpack uh playing and you know it, it was a strange you know set of events that kind of really started with with the wolfpack when they announced that they had a couple of their own uh players in, in uh, self-quarantine after they had come in contact with after with yeah, the after, virus after playing leads who also have players that had symptoms and the RFL despite knowing that would not shut down the league um and then Leeds took it upon themselves to not travel to Catalans um for their game and the RFL still let teams play um uh in front of packed stadiums as well or as packed as they can get in rugby league um and uh it just uh, kind of was a bad, bad, bad look all around that they they kept playing for that weekend, and then obviously the worst look kind of coming from NLR right now because they are for some reason the only league in the world that is actually playing games now. And, and my question to you, Derek, is is you know the, the RFL eventually gave in. I mean, at that point. You know the top fourteen, the pro fourteen, yeah. the premiership. Uh, yeah, they had when, all... when you have multiple teams that have showing symptoms, um, the time to shut down your league was two weeks ago. So, exactly. So, my question to you is: Are fans and and you know rugby league fans are extremely loyal, and and we have mm. we have you know as a podcast and as rugby fans interacted with rugby league fans and have seen that and and mm -hmm. that's a good thing and a bad thing for different reasons so i don't think that this will affect them too much in terms of their their loyalty to the the sport but when you talk about trying to and this is this is big for the wolf pack i don't think that we need to really include the wolf pack because they're very upfront about their concerns but in terms of those mm -hmm. two leagues and their upper management you know, they're not doing anyone favors by trying no. to win fans over. And I th my question to you is, do you think that fans are going to let this go 
in the near future. Like, let's say when these leagues get restarted again, because really, depending on how the RFL takes these things, the Wolfpack might be the only rugby that Canada sees for a good period of time. Yeah, and I mean, like, I hope not. Like, I hope people don't forget because it's like they were they're being like, quite frankly, like we've seen how serious this this is. I mean, look at look at all the deaths around the world. Look at what happened in Italy right now. Um, it's like you're just you're being dumb, man. Like both both the RFL for playing. Like at least they at least you stopped that eventually, I guess. Um, so I mean, better, better late than never, but I guess, it yeah, it's like, might oh, good job, good late. job handing the assignment in like a week late. Yeah, exactly. I mean, you hand, the NRL yeah, you still hasn't handed in yeah, the assignment the, yet. The RFL handed in their assignment two weeks late, which means they get docked for 55% on their mark, anyways. So it's so like, it's a good fail. job. Yeah, yeah. So you still failed your assignment, but hey, at least you did it. Um, and I, I kind of feel like that's the same, man. The NRL, too, like, I feel like. It's kind of like, you know, I guess they're trying to get some more TV contracts and stuff or whatever. And it's just like, I don't know. I was in the grocery store the other day and it was like, you could see the empty aisles and you see that like one brand of pasta sauce or whatever that no one actually wants, even though we're in, you know, the, you know, a pandemic and there's still that like one brand of pasta sauce or rice or something that everybody needs or that everybody eats, but there's that one brand that no one wants to touch, even though it's the only brand there. I feel like like that's all the NRL looks like right now. Is It's just people, like, even if people watch it because it's a live sport that's still on, you're just watching it because it's the only thing that's left or whatever. And at the end of the day, when other sports come back, you're going to eat, you're going to go, when all the other pasta sauces are back on the shelf, you're going to grab those first again. And you just, you know, I, I think you just kind of look by, as an organization, both from the RFL and especially the NRL right now, um, and to an extent to even the AFL that played there one weekend and they were like, yeah. okay, maybe Which is a head-scratcher. Like they, they were basically forced to... by the Australian government to... Man, yeah, they know. It's... Like they were, they, were, they were completely fine with, like, they were going to keep going. Dude, did you, like, but some of the stuff, too, that they, they did there was like, okay, so everybody has to be further apart in the locker room. Um, players can't high five each other. Players can't like high five each other and things like that before the game. So let's walk out on that pitch and um, ta- tackle each other. Um, you know, like what? What is that? And then the AFL, they were also like, we're gonna we're gonna cut the last four minutes off each quarter for safety reasons. And like, I don't. Do you have a better chance of contracting a disease in the last four minutes of a quarter? Like, I don't. Didn't, don't quite understand uh, that, that call either and but but that's the thing right it's like you just uh, i think at this point it's like these these leagues are just kind of starting to look like they have really poor management um they're run very poorly and i think ultimately at the end of the day it's it's just a bad look on all of them like anybody anybody that's still playing right now even like honestly too like even going back a circle back around the ioc i think looks really bad right now because of just the complete indecisiveness and now now you have you know national like other countries olympic committees are just you know kind of look like they're just making that decision for them by like if everybody walks out and then you have no choice but to cancel it kind of thing yeah and it just kind of seems like uh, if you guys aren't going to make a decision then we'll do it for you and i feel like that's kind of the same thing that's happening with like the nrl right now is just it's like 
it's like it's, for like, whatever... when, it's like when you're on the it's like when you're at the park and your mom calls for you to go home and you say no i'm not coming home but then all your friends feel awkward so they get up and leave like canada yeah. is one of your friends that leaves so now it's like well if all my friends are left now i guess i have to go home yeah that's, ioc is being great. that stubborn kid that doesn't want to go home yeah exactly and the, the nrl is just being dumb at this point. they're just still on the swing there's, set. No, there's no analogy for the nrl right they're, just, they're that kid that's on the swing set that has like a mouthful of sand in their mouth. Uh, like they're just not. They're not. They're not gonna leave. They've they've dug their heels in. But 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 yeah. But like even that that though like the swing is actually broken and that kid is just sitting on the ground. <laughs> hey, at this point, like it's you just you don't <laughs> look like yeah like you just look like you don't know what you're doing sports organization by still playing at this point in time and like it, it's just it's dumb and you're putting like you're putting the safety of the players in jeopardy um you're putting the safety of their families you're putting the safety of their communities at risk and it's it's tough because it's like as much as like you kind of want live sports like i almost like i don't even want to watch the nrl right now just because i'm i don't like i don't like, i don't want them to think that like what they're doing is right and if nobody watches then maybe they'll shut it down and stuff just because what they're doing is ridiculous and you know we have like you know everyone we're like hammering down like all the social distancing and stuff and then you know to see like a f- people playing a full contact sport is just completely goes against that and i think it's just ultimately sending a really bad message um to, to everybody um even if there's a couple people that are just desperate for any live sport that'll actually tune in, um, it's just it's a terrible look for the league overall. And you know, it's like I have no idea what they're doing over there. And then hopefully, I feel like the Australian government just kind of needs to step up and be like, "Hey, morons, just can you you shut this down? Um, because like, what are you doing?" And I think that. Uh... I don't think fans are going to forget this. And, and, you know, we're going to end on a little bit of a downer, but no one's honestly like no one, like what I think what a lot of companies do like during this whole situation and stuff, it's like, like this, this is going to be like the, the whole COVID-19 thing is going to be remembered for a very long time and how people kind of acted during this will be something that will definitely be remembered. I think those people that kind of made, you know, the MLR were very proactive. They were, I think, I can't remember if were they the first league that actually closed up, like shut down completely, or if the ECHL maybe kind of beat them to it. I can't remember the actual order, but I know MLR first. So it's like you kind of applaud them for being like really proactive and you know kind of getting ahead of that and just making the right decision um, at that time. And then you kind of look at the NRL, which is just like just. You can't even look at it without just shaking your head right now. It's like you're just everything that all the doctors and like, you know, medical medical professionals um, are saying that we should do. You're just going the complete opposite of it. And it's a terrible look for your league and your sport. You know, we're going to end on a little bit of a downer there just because. Uh, there's nothing unfortunately, fun to talk about. <laughs> there's nothing fun to talk about. And, and we should have ended with the MLR version. Cool thing. We really slapped. We should have. Fun. We're just, just poor planners. Yeah, that's no, fine. We definitely should have. What? Okay, all right. We gotta end up. What is the Daniel Murphy 
binge watching thing during social distancing here? What are we going with? Well, okay. We got, well, we got to come up with something fun then. If so. if it's if it's my uh, if my daughter is awake, we are big fans of uh, Ready Steady Wiggle. That is that is a staple in the house. Um, if it's by myself, it's typically uh, Critical Role, which is a Dungeons and Dragons Critical show. Role. There you go. That's fun. Uh, but I think my wife and I are going to start that documentary on Netflix. Like it's called Tiger King. Which uh, is I don't about, know what like, that this, is. It's go about on. like this this guy who owns like a, like a like an exotic zoo down in like the southern states, and like huh. he hired a guy to kill a activist who's trying to shut him down. And hmm. we watched the trailer last night, and it is crazy. Like it it just looks insane. Is that um, a Netflix thing, or is that... it's on Netflix? So it's like seven episodes, and they're forty minutes each. So we're probably gonna blow through those but yeah. I, I was saying to Derek before the show if anyone is interested in watching some uh, Canadian rugby I found out that World Rugby has the 2018 Repechage games that Canada mm-hmm. took part in so if you want to watch Canada's most recent success where they won three games in a row and in different fashions I, I, those are definitely I just watched the Germany game tonight it was a very interesting game, and it's interesting seeing like Lucas Rumball with not quite long hair yet, and yeah. Matt Evans is, is still that the, in the lineup. Is and... the Germany one like the game where like the kept like like Richie McCaw or whatever? Is that the German game, or is that the other one of the other games? Uh, the I, I don't think so. Um, no, there's one. I remember there's one Repishage uh, game where the commentator kept like like three or four times just compared. Rumble to Richie McCall. It might have been. I I had the yeah, audio off yeah. just because I was lis- I was listening. Oh to well, then you wouldn't know anyway. else. So I wouldn't have known anyways. But uh, yeah, no, there's was... also. I mean, if you want like rugby to watch during this or whatever, there's a YouTube channel. I tweeted out the link to it. Um, so at Brissett the Jet on Twitter. Um, that literally is just like it's all like a hundred plus, just classic games. Um, tier one, tier two. Um, various different um, club competitions throughout the world as well. Um, so if you just want to binge watch some rugby, man, I watched the um, the 1973 Barbarians All Blacks game where with the uh, the quote unquote greatest try ever um, scored by the Barbarians. Um, so that's a that's a fun one to watch. It's definitely uh, I find like sometimes watching like the older rugby games is a lot of fun just to kind of see how much the game has changed. How much the game has. Um, and I, from I was like saying the this... 70s, man. This honestly, like, go. Um, I would honestly recommend go to the game and just watch like the scrums, man. Like, it's, it's just, it's complete. The scrums, the lineouts too are completely different. Like, nobody's being lifted. It's literally just like they throw the ball in the middle and everybody just kind of jumps on the. It's just like whoever kind of comes down. It's like a massive ball thing. It's very. It's just. It's interesting to just see like the unique. Like the how much the game has evolved. Well, you know, it, it's funny, like like jumping in like the lineouts. Like I, I played with a guy uh, with my local club that said that he was when he was in high school, he had a guy from uh, the UK come over and play with the Pagans, and yeah. he was one of the first. Like he, his club over in the UK was one of the first clubs to learn about lifting. So he was showing everyone yeah. how to lift people in lineouts. Like 
So that's how oh, recent man, yeah. it is. So it is it is interesting to see the growth of of the sport yeah, no, at least it, in the last it, twenty it's years. Great. Yeah, it's crazy to kind of watch, and I think watching some of the watching some of the older games and stuff is just a lot of fun for that reason. So Derek, what about you? What are you what are you binge watching? What's something that that uh, our listeners can sink their teeth in, oh. other than the the rugby you just told us about? Yeah, I mean, I, um, you know what? I don't, I don't really have a good review for. It. I started watching Vikings, um, on Netflix. I haven't. Uh, I'm only a handful of episodes into it. It seems kind of interesting. I'm kind of into like the Norse mythology kind of aspect to it. Um, right. So uh, I don't know. We'll see how that goes. That looks like it could be something that'll definitely be uh be binged over time. Um, my like one of my go to like background if I need something on TV in the background. But also just to watch it, uh, well, I dove into some One Punch Man um, the uh, the other day just because uh, just it's hilarious. If you don't know what One Punch Man is, it's basically about a superhero that is really sad because he wins all his fights in one punch. And he just wants somebody that he can, that can take one punch so that he can continue a fight. Um, and it's it's hilarious. Most of the episodes are like, They'll have like a massive monster that'll just mow down a cup and like end it in like two seconds. Um, it's got a lot of deadpan humor if you're into that. Um, uh, what else could I? Damn, man, there's just a uh, there's a lot. Um, for an actual rugby thing, CBC Gem, the story of rugby. So yeah, go check that out. Um, that's like a four-part documentary series yep. literally got diving through the history of rugby that's a good that's a good bin or you can crush that in one day especially if you're social distancing or in self-isolation or something no that's definitely a good one to go through um probably you know i'm probably i feel like uh kind of i watched pulp fiction last night so i kind of i feel like i might uh might crush uh just do some like that tarantino marathon or something coming up here um you know so uh well there's there's definitely there's definitely a lot to watch um and uh you know there's a lot of time to watch it also you know if you if we are that way, all the mlr games are on their youtube channel if you want to dive into all the great mlr action that we've seen over the past couple of years here um that is all completely available and uh MLR virtual, you can still check that out. The schedules, I guess, on uh, Major League Rugby's website. So, plenty, plenty of options, plenty of options all around. And you know, get a hold of us at Rouge Rugby on Twitter and let us know what you're you're watching. What's kind of saving you from uh, from going down the the rabbit hole, and what's kind of giving you your uh, your kick for for rugby and. Uh, yeah. You know, we're all give me all the YouTube rabbit hole. Yeah, and you know, we're all in this together, and and all the classic sports to watch too. It's this isn't ideal for anybody, and that's that's very clear. But uh, this is the best solution, Hmm. and this is really what we need to do to keep each other safe. You know, I I'm very fortunate that I'm that that, and I can't speak for Derek, but I I am healthy. I'm not immune compromised, but I know that. If anyone that I knew that was immune compromised got this illness, I would be heartbroken. So let's all do our part to make sure that we can keep each other safe and healthy. And then eventually, you know, once it is safe, we will get back onto the pitch and we will enjoy some rugby. 
So thank you very much for listening, the guys. The countdown to 2021 is on.